What should be discussed before marriage? Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D is here. Kayla Stewart. And DS Ninja Senior in the house. <laughs> and we have a special <laughs> guest with us. We have Mr. Wayman Crump, Elder Wayman Crump from Providence Baptist Church, uh, the, the teacher of the marriage class, the Before I Say I Do, and that's going to be one of the subjects today. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, Mr. Crump? Oh, I'm doing fine, and uh, I just appreciate the opportunity to come and share something that's very, very dear and to my heart. Oh, good. I'm excited because we're getting married in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> so these are good discussions to have. They want to know everything. Listen, they started, Jack. So, Mr. Crump, I want to ask you, um, in the position of being about to get married and whatnot, uh, what are some of the main things that should be discussed before Ayla and I or anybody walks down the aisle? Well, specifically as it relates to finances, uh, I don't think uh, younger couples realize uh, all the financial uh, things that's going to impact their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to exclude kids for right now. I'm just going to deal with <laughs> everything from the light bill, the cable bill, gasoline, uh, food. All these things are financial uh, uh, issues or mm-hmm. financial financial things that are going to impact your life. Mm-hmm. And one of the main uh, things I've seen historically uh, in dealing with finances is that uh, most young couples have no plan. Mm-hmm. So just think about it like this. Uh, your bank has a plan. Your cable company has a plan. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a plan to support their business and yet couples and they have no plan. So whoever has the plan wins. Mm-hmm. So just having a, a, a sheet saying how much each of us make is probably not enough then, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that that's what we did, you know, just, just saying. <laughs> well, uh, and that's, I mean, that's a very good question because again, most people as life starts and you go on, you get paid, you pay your bills and you think that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the challenge with that is that there's other things that are coming and you always have to look ahead for the future okay what's again I go back to how a business is run they what is going to happen next year next two years three years what if we do have children um, I can give you one simple example of uh, what I call uh, financial profiles mm-hmm. uh, financial summits um, I was carrying insurance on my wife's car. I had full coverage. Mm-hmm. Car was almost 20 years old and I was still carrying full coverage. Mm-hmm. And one day I started looking at my finances and I asked myself, why are you carrying full coverage on a car that's 20 years and no one's gonna steal? Mm-hmm. And so I saved over $100 a month. Yeah. Just with a simple move like that. And that's just one example. Mm-hmm. So when you multiply that over hundreds of things you deal with, you can see the financial impact just having a financial uh, summit mm-hmm. uh, will do to your to your relationship. Mm-hmm. How do you set a plan for it? Because I know you said having you know things set aside or a plan for future things, but like right now, Ayla and I are looking at like maybe the right now type thing. So okay, funds for maybe a house or like the utilities. So how do you start setting a plan for things that you may not you know plan for? If that makes sense. Well. You have to plan, um, and again, I guess 
you look in terms of a forecast, you say a house, mm -hmm. um, you have to decide, and this is where the unity of being on the same page really is very important. Uh, if you're gonna buy a house, what type of house are you gonna buy? Are you handy? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you enjoy fixing up? Uh, so it's not just buying the house. Um, again, are you gonna have children mm -hmm. later on? Maybe when you buy the house, you won't have children, but maybe five years down the road, you plan to have children. Mm -hmm. So you wanna buy a house that's gonna support the children. You want to obviously buy a house that's in a nice neighborhood. You want to buy a house that's going to appreciate in value. So you want to look at the school systems. You want to look at the tax base. So you can see every time you raise a subject about finances, it opens up another question mm -hmm. yeah. that you need to address. Mm -hmm. I know when uh, we got married, you know, we stayed in an apartment and we didn't think about any of that. It was, uh, I think, about a week or two after we signed for the house, we found out Karen was pregnant. Now all this thing's going in your mind, you know, how am I going to take care of the house? I got a kid going on and all that. Uh, like you said, just having a plan. And reading is, is still, it's important, you know. It, it is important, especially when two becoming one, you know, biblically. Yeah. And it says, husband loves your wife at Christ loves the church. Yeah. washing her with the word. So God said, you're responsible as a man, as a godly man for the word, for taking care of that stuff, initiating it. Although y'all two work on that stuff, mm -hmm. but you're responsible. Mm -hmm. And so marriage is not something that I know most people do it. They flip into it. And we talked before that people go in prenups and thinking I can just get out of it. No. So how do you decide who does what within the marriage? Because Okay, even with the, talking about bills or who's going to the grocery store, who's doing this, who's cutting the grass, like, how do you decide, how you determine what gets done? Or is that just one of the things that Ayla and I discuss? That's a very good question. And I, I, I've always advocated if you're a team, then you should, um, and hopefully you're mature, mm -hmm. then whoever does it best. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, when God gives us gifts and talents and abilities, he doesn't necessar necessarily give it to a particular gender so um, and again these are things that you talk about mm -hmm. the, what what's great right now what you have you guys have an opportunity to talk about this I, I didn't have any marriage counseling you, just, <laughs> you said you just you got married and then you dealt with things as they came along mm -hmm. so now you can look at financial temperament like what what type of temperament does the do I bring into the marriage sometimes people like they like to spend a little bit you know mm -hmm. Um, um, those are things that you talk about. If you're good with that, you kind of have an idea who's good with handling the finances, who's the detail person, or who's the person that, I mean, when we first got married, um, we had a, back the May company, I think a statement that was landing in the, in the top drawer. Mm -hmm. It was like a week late. <laughs> I said, hey, this is late. She said, yeah, okay. So her idea of paying things on time, mm -hmm. credit score didn't mean as much. So I kind of, over time, I took that over, see? Yeah. So those are very, very important. And I just threw the credit score in there because that's something, again, a lot of people don't pay attention to. It's very important because, again, finances, you're gonna pay a lot more money if you have a bad credit score. Mm -hmm. But that means you gotta pay your bills on time. Mm -hmm. That means you gotta watch how, how, how much you owe on a particular credit credit card or any type of installment loan. So those things are very important. So you can start to see 
every time you bring up a financial issue, it opens up another door that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you're talking about getting a house, you know, they're going to look at both of your credits. One of your credits jacked up. You have to discuss now. Is it just going to put it in one name mm -hmm. or two? And that can open up, you know, arguments. Well, you can't do it in your name because you don't have good credit, you know. Mm -hmm. People don't think about that. Yeah, we've just we've had those. But we discuss our credit, yeah. <laughs> or at least <laughs> we discuss our credit. Mm -hmm. And and when it comes to debt, though, I think nowadays, like uh, going into relationships and going into marriage, now you have people like a spouse that gets married, and you're getting married into one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. And I don't have that debt. Daryl has that debt because of school. Why? Time out. Why did she just put my whole thing out there? <laughs> Let the whole world know how much. What type of. <laughs> you can edit it. <laughs> you can edit it out. Welcome to marriage. <laughs> oh, she just let the whole world know how much Daryl Saunders Jr. has in debt. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to marriage. But that's interesting kids. because I want you to read that because that's something I always start off every, every one of my classes with. Uh huh. Okay, so it says Dear Blank. To show my absolute love for you, I am listing all the outstanding obligations. I am I am doing this because I want our relationship to start off without any obstacles. I will not allow Satan to get a foothold. This this list includes college loans, personal <laughs> loans, personal loans, Daryl, <laughs> credit cards, and any loans I owe to my family members. What, Mr. Crump? It's twenty lines on this thing. <laughs> and some people needed another page. <laughs> so again, you can see obviously mm -hmm. why that's done. Yeah. Because I've had people in my class that actually didn't know why they were in my class about the other one's debt. Yeah. And it caused problems within the class. So you're right. Mm -hmm. Um you don't want to go you're gonna have enough challenges. Yeah. You don't want to go into with mistrust. Mm -hmm. So I always require that they at least let's start out right now. Mm -hmm. There's no sense us going any further yeah. if you're going in a relationship and you don't trust the other person. Have you ever told somebody that they shouldn't get married based off of the meetings that you've had? With I, yeah, I have told them that I think they need to go back and discuss some of these areas. I mean, seriously, I've had, I wouldn't say arguments, but very heated discussions in yeah. my classes um, because I tend to bring out these things and I show them biblically and and it's it's time to talk about them mm -hmm. you know don't go into it talk of one one case it was eighty thousand mm -hmm. dollars and they did they decided to wait I don't know if they ever got married but they mm -hmm. did decide to wait because mm -hmm. that was a pretty big burden and again but it's it, it's not none of these are game changers it's just how you manage it mm -hmm. and you need to talk about it one of the worst things in the world is surprises because you can manage anything if you work together and unify mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but you do need to you do need to know as you go in how do you have conversations with someone who mm, i don't know how i want to ask this question so people who don't have a relationship with christ or don't you know live their life off of a foundation a, a biblical foundation how do you go about premarital counseling with them is it the same conversation do you still or do you have people that come to you that don't have a relationship well, you really really don't know I mean people in the class they might be the church doesn't mean oh, yeah. that they have a relationship yeah. but I will tell you this a principle works hmm. when God sets a principle I share with you since we're on the pod share with you with my own situation when I got married in hmm. terms of why, why principles are important 
we got married, I wasn't saved. I didn't even have a Bible. Mm -hmm. So we saved uh, two pay two paychecks a year, two paychecks a month for almost four years. Mm -hmm. We wasn't having a relationship. But mm -hmm. the principle was unity. Gotcha. See, see, a principle works. And I tell people when I witness, even if you even if you didn't have even if you didn't believe. If you just look in the Bible, look at the principles mm -hmm. about Proverbs says, do not loan, do not be a usury, don't loan money. Mm -hmm. That's a principle. Yeah. That means that you're going to have some problems once you start co-signing for people. Yeah. Yeah, because so, Thanksgiving turkey don't taste the same when you sit across somebody who owes you some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, principles work. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously the other spiritual parts need to be there. Yeah. To compensate, but the spiritual, the uh, principle still works. I remember when we, when we were on the phone, we were discussing like conflict and how you said, or I can't remember fully how you described it, or I, I don't know if if it was just, um, was you don't have conflict. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, you have. But, yeah, and I was no, using, no I use that as a backdrop in terms of conflict is uh, you don't have conflict when people want the same things. Yeah. So you you basically you want to expose the uh, when you're disingenuous and, and we all are to degrees when you say you want you don't so my point was with the house that we saved and we never had an argument not mm -hmm. one in four years mm -hmm. because we wanted the same thing so conflict is always when someone wants something different or people going a different way yeah uh, there's no conflict Satan doesn't argue against Satan. Mm -hmm. There's never any conflict. Mm -hmm. I've never seen conflict when people want to get together. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's no conflict. So that's like a telltale sign, like yeah. people coming in and they're yelling at each other. There's a, it's, it's a sign that the unity has left uh -huh. and there's something else going on. Again, it's a great opportunity to talk about it. It, you don't, it doesn't have to be a negative because we're, none of us are perfect. It doesn't have to be, it don't have to be a negative issue. But it is an opportunity to talk about it because if it does, if you don't talk about it, then it does fester and gets worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know Ayla and I have our our way that we do, that we handle conflict. Um, but how do you how do you suggest couples who have conflict? Like, and we don't fight like yeah, often, you know. Really we don't fight often, but people that come to your door, how do you? And they're having conflict issues. How do you help them like mend that or? Well, that's a very, I mean, it's obviously that's a very open-ended question because, yeah. and it's hypothetical because there's so many things that can cause conflict. Mm -hmm. But the, the root of selling any conflict is honesty. Mm -hmm. it, it, so, I know this may sound, I'm not a big advocate of counseling. I think it works, mm -hmm. but I'm not a big advocate because you can really solve a problem without before you get to someone if you're honest. Mm -hmm. So 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 the honesty in terms of settling disagreements is is absolutely necessary. This is why a lot of times they're never settled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's one thing I think we've been good about is with our open communication. I've always I think I was just brought up that way. You just tell what you're feeling, how you're feeling it. I think through our relationship over the last four years, we've gotten to the point now where um, we know how to speak to each other because that was a whole different thing. There's like being honest, yes, but then also the time, like, yeah, yeah, cause, right. you know, because Ayla just time. doesn't listen. 
But learning how to speak to each other, that's a whole different thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this, uh, by me being a deacon, and, and we had, we're assigned so many family members in the church, and we had a situation where there was a conflict, and they come to me, and, and I'm listening, well, one but well, she's doing this, and she's doing that, and he's doing this, and he's doing that, and I listen to it, and then I ask two questions. I said, number one is, what Bible study are you guys involved in? Mm. And what ministry are you serving in? To like together. Is that what you no, mean? No, period. Whether it's together or not. Or, or not. Uh-huh. And in the case where there was a lot of conflict, one or both were not in a Bible study and not serving mm-hmm. in church. That's interesting. I know growing up, I've probably seen you and mom fight like a handful of times. Um, how Well, two questions, I guess. How important is that to like hide your conflict and then how do you deal with like the conflict in you and mom's relationship you too mr crump well that's because you didn't see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's like yeah he, i know what you use the word hide yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's important and and sometimes like you said you've seen it sometimes yeah. but i i think that's important because i grew up with you know your grandmother and mm-hmm. grandfather, you didn't know because she died before you really knew her. Yeah. But I've seen things happen that when I had got a relationship with Christ, I prayed that it ended with me and wouldn't go on past me and my generations, mm-hmm. that you guys didn't have to experience those things. You didn't have to see those things. You didn't have to know those things mm-hmm. and that it wouldn't be passed on to you. For each one of you, my kids, I pray for you covering you and asking that you send someone in your life that's compatible number one with Christ and with them and so that's very important so you don't want to pass that stuff on you know because when you see it because that's why um, I go when I go to the store and Christmas time I buy a certain cookie I bought it because that's what I seen in the house at Christmas time uh-huh. if you see a lot of conflict you think that's normal. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the same thing when you teach kids. I mean, that's... When you're teaching kids, you see the influence that a household has on them. They'll come in and they'll say the exact same things that the parents did. And I don't think people realize how much of an impact you're having on an impressionable child. And they grow mm-hmm. up, though, with that also as a personality trait if it's not shown any different. Small culture. Yeah. And see, that's why yeah. when... You were, I don't know, what, six, seven? I used to take you to Bible study around them, the group of men. Yeah. Because I said, if anything happens to me, you'll be comfortable enough to go to them. Yeah. And it's you actually know? interesting that you said that because we were uh, watching this tape that Pastor Maiden I gave us, you know, before you say I do tape or whatever. And a lot of the stuff he was talking about, like, it was kind of boring because I'm like, I mean, I heard this stuff before. Like going to the men's conference and you guys constantly talking about what makes a godly man. I knew. He did a good job, though. Let's it, just say. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He did a good job. Because that wasn't your first time. Yeah, right? it wasn't my yeah. first yeah. time. That's oh, yeah. why. But it's like I've, I've heard these things before. So I knew like, I, well, I won't say I knew. But as far as when I decided to ask Ayla to marry me, I kind of had an idea of where I sh- the path that I should be on and the path that we Ooh. should be on. Um, I had some type of idea because I've seen it before. Ooh. But what about the people who haven't seen things like that? How do they know, like, okay, this time to... Or go ask 
stepfather and, and stuff yeah, like that's, that. Yeah, yeah, that's very difficult because I think Ayla, she she pointed out that um, we are a product of our environment and our experiences, mm -hmm. and I think at some point um, you have to recognize that, and it it may come um, obviously with knowing someone, someone maybe older or more mature mm -hmm. to point things out to you. I always say a friend, uh, here's, here's, here's a, my definition of a friend. Mm -hmm. A friend does three things. Mm -hmm. They encourage you, they challenge you, and they bring you useful information. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be around you all the time, yeah. but a friend does that. So everyone needs a friend or friends. If you got one, you're very blessed. If you got more than one, you, you should be mm -hmm. hallelujah. So, um, Unfortunately, if there's no one around to, to show them, or especially from a biblical perspective, then they'll continue to do what they always do. Mm -hmm. So um, this is why it's important to, uh, to seek out. But the individual has to have some knowledge of, uh, I think Dee pointed out, this is not the way it is. Because as long as you're in that environment, you will think that is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And you will continue to act that out. So um, uh, th th that's the only way. Uh, I worked at the Cuyahoga Boys Home real quickly and mm -hmm. dealing with 16 and 17 year olds that were in jail. Mm -hmm. And 100% uh, their fathers usually were in jail mm -hmm. or they had, they had the history. And so uh, my job was to try to show them that there was another life, that they did have gifts and talents and abilities mm -hmm. that they could use to have a that what they were, the life they were living at 16 years old, sometimes 14, mm -hmm. was not a normal life. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I told them that when they got out, they had to get away from the company that they kept company with. Mm -hmm. Now these are just simple general things, but when you've been living in that environment for so long, they're not easy. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I would never tell anyone it's easy, but it's doable. Mm -hmm. But you gotta change your environment. You gotta change your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, about first of all how how life is and is this normal that the life that I'm living yeah I think one one of the worst things you can do and we had this discussion is it's not opening up or talking to a more experienced person yeah uh, when when it comes to marriage like your mom and I've been married 32 years and, and Wayne 40. Has been married 40 years if you having a problem why wouldn't you come to someone who more experienced? Right. Yeah. That's just like with God. God takes pleasure in his children coming to him. Do you, and I can understand how he feels when we're going through something and we don't bring it before him. Just like when, when you came to talk to me about helping out financially. And what yeah. did I tell you? I was Yeah, I was just about to bring that up because I, I kind of take... That that situation and take it everywhere or take that that principle everywhere. So what happened was real quick. What happened was um, so Ayla and I are planning for the the wedding and stuff like that. And there's things that we need help with financially. And um, so I would tell my dad certain things about the wedding, but like not everything. Like hinting at it. Yeah, but I wasn't like bringing up a lot of things to him. I wasn't call. I didn't call him and ask for, for money. And then one day my car broke down, so I had to call him. And he came up, and he you know helped me get my car together. And he was like, D, you, do you need money for the wedding? No. You asked me to help. Yeah. Said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, so I asked the help, and 
he was like, I had this money saved the whole time, just waiting for you to come ask. And some, I feel like, I think that's a powerful principle because sometimes people may have gifts for us or people may have knowledge for us and we're just waiting for us to come ask and ask for help. But sometimes if we sit back and we don't do it, we don't receive the gifts. And I feel like even in a relationship, that could happen between your your spouse or with the couples with God. Well, and the, the biggest thing about doing that is that you didn't involve me in there and I figured you have it. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to do it on your own. I didn't want to interject or to come in between your plans. So I stayed off. But when you asked me, I told you, I said, I had this money saved up for you. Mm-hmm. But you have to be very careful um, in your relationship too because you can't share everything even with your parents. You know what I'm saying? There's some things that you have to work out between yourself because you don't want to bring your parents in there to try to fix it. They can give you an advice, give you advice, and your mother, she'll probably talk when we come on about a situation that we had, but you have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, man, that's, that's so true. Um, I, 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 we had a Bible study once. I think one of the key words, again, going back to the Bible, because the principles are so true, so it's something we call well, maturity. Mm-hmm. And maturity is so important because maturity allows you, in my definition, allows you to deal with different things at different times in a more civil manner. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just one definition. You might you look in Webster's, it might give you another <laughs> definition. But, it, but it's so crucial in marriage mm-hmm. because of the challenges that are going to come. Some, you just, they're going to come out of left field. You're like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And But maturity allows me to continue to keep a, as you said, to continue to talk to the person. Mm-hmm. That's another one, how I talk to the person. And so Will you ask, yeah. and yeah. sometimes it just means being That's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if this is not the time mm-hmm. to, you know, um, because sometimes you're going to feel unappreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to feel like, uh, boy, I'm doing this and doing this and, and I'm, not get, I'm not getting appreciated. And these are just <clears throat> human nature these are things that we develop over time because we're human and uh, but maturity allows you to say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise D you know he's been you know just maybe get him a little gift little things like that just <clears throat> little things that they mean so much you don't have to spend a lot of money oh I was about but to say she can give me a BMW yes. <laughs> I got you a whiteboard the other day oh yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. so but, but appreciation <laughs> is very very important mm-hmm. just to show you appreciate the person and and uh, and it could be little things that they like, yeah. you know, just just little things like that. So, but there's so many dynamics uh, because, and I think the people have a very good point that some things you're just gonna have to work out. Mm-hmm. You know? I I I had to learn that. I feel like being transparent. I'm not the most emotional guy out there. Uh, uh, correction, you're not emotional. <laughs> yeah. So, but, and Ayla's a little bit more emotional, and that's something that I had to learn. So it was more of like, come stepping out of my comfort zone sometimes to make Ayla comfortable. And I had to step out of mine and not react sometimes like and you the know way what? I wanted to react. That's dying to yourself. That's sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Because you're coming from your world and her world. Mm-hmm. And see, you'll, you think you guys know each other now? Oh, are you in for a lesson? So what what should we expect after that day? So like, am I just gonna come back? Ayla is just like crazy, or is she gonna come back? And I'm just like, 
crazy? Like, what? What's Remember that book Pastor Maiden showed you? Nope. You, on on oh. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About, yeah. The, about learning women, mm-hmm. reading women, and it was empty because yeah. you never know. You're going to have to experience. You see, I was a person that never walked hands with in a mall, down the street, oh, nothing like yeah. that. But my wife likes that. She wants that affection, and I had to sacrifice that for her sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to learn timing, like like Raymond says, because sometimes I'm out at work slaying that dragon, come home, you don't want to hear, we got to do this, we got to do that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to be a, a, a decompression time. You know, you don't want to, you got to learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you you say I'm corny and, and you say, Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't say, you are. <laughs> but <laughs> I do no. things like this. Sometimes I call your mom. Hey, I just call to hear your voice. Stuff like that. You know, and I, and I love me some Karen Sullins. You know, I text stuff like that. And it's because a woman is like an iron. It takes time to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know? <laughs> I um, I'm probably at the other total end. I mean, I just spoil women. Periods. Like, <laughs> my wife, in in, it, it's almost to the point sometime where I get angry. But then again, I say I blame myself because she, basically, I handle everything. It's just my nature, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I handle the bills. She mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. I used to even pump her gas in her car when she was working. Mm-hmm. Um, now that that can be good, but it could be bad too. Because mm-hmm. um, when when it comes time for them to take some initiative, sometimes they don't they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just I just do things. Sometimes I hear women complaining about things like at home and thing. I got wow. I, never had to worry about that you know mm-hmm. a car getting fixed and stuff like that mm-hmm. I just take care of those things mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's just who I am I'm, yeah. I'm an initiator I, if something I want to get it done mm-hmm. um, everyone's not like that so one of the complaints I hear about women is getting things done you know mm-hmm. you know that such and such light's been broke for you know two months you said you're gonna fix it and it hasn't been fixed um, some men take that as nagging he was gonna fix it <laughs> he yeah. was gonna fix it but I think one of the most important things, women like security, mm-hmm. they like security, okay, mm-hmm. and they like stability. Security, it's just in their nature. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they, wanna, they wanna feel secure, and they want things stable. Um, and the, the, there was a book out about love languages. I don't completely adhere to that, but mm-hmm. it, there is some truth to, like sometimes this, if the garbage is not, they don't pick up the garbage, she has a fit. Mm-hmm. She wants that garbage picked up. You know? mm-hmm. So those are the we love languages. What are the things that's important to them? Mm-hmm. And, and many times they're very small things that you just don't do them. Mm-hmm. But that keeps people, keeps the peace. Yeah. So the peace, you want peace. One thing that I'm going to have to work on is the dishes. I know that's going to be... Because um, I live in my house, Ayla lives at her house, but when she comes over and see the dishes, wow, these dishes. I don't yell at you. No, don't you don't. Yeah, you, you don't, I but don't yell it's at just you. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do mention it, though. Like, why is it you know this what, bad? Of, I think one of the first arguments your mom and I had is folding my underwear. What? Because I fold my underwear and fold out a certain way and all that shit. Hey, for your monkey, fold, I fold my own. That's a marine. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. That's what, if you look at my stuff now, 
I rotate them. My underwear, because you don't want to wear the same ones, wash them in the same. They rotate in my drawer. She's like, I ain't rotating that. So, you know? <laughs> okay, that's just weird. <laughs> well, that's me. You know, and she lets me be me in that area. And I understand your mother. Anytime we have something over, I, I have to allow her, and you're going to learn this about Ava, you're going to have to allow her to use her gift. Mm -hmm. Your mother has a gift of health. So, you know, people come over, she's like, you need water, you want something to eat, you know, do yeah. it. Like, I have to allow, I even set money aside to allow her to do that. If, you know, oh, that's wild. things like that. I that's set another, money aside yeah. Yeah. for, I have a health savings account, you know, bills come up, I have that. That's the stuff you have to learn, you have to discuss. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you're going to learn it with trial and error. You're not going to learn everything yeah. at one time, you know, step one, two, three. So this is a question that I have for you guys. And this is something that I think my generation is really moving into now. Thoughts on couples who are not married living together. And yeah, I know what it says. Um, Scripturally. Yeah, biblically about it. But I've had a conversation with a guy before, and he was saying the reason why he thinks it's okay is because it's getting me prepared for marriage. You know, getting to that point of I understand how to live with this person. So how do you, how do you, what do you guys think about the living together before marriage? Go ahead, Alan, do you take it first? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I'm, I, I'm biased. I, mm -hmm. even though marriage is not easy, I'm not going to, I'm going to start out. But everything that God made or created and said was good is good. So there's yeah. a reason why that um, marriage and growing together and accumulating things together and learning together and obviously children are good. Mm -hmm. So I, I see no place where um, in, in the place. Now, I do understand from a non-spiritual mind mm -hmm. if they, you know, if they're talking about, well, let me try the car out. <laughs> you don't do that with people. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that's, that's again, that's the mentality. I uh -huh. want to try this out before I, before I get, and they think that that's going to solve it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't solve it. That's why people, even who get married and get divorced, they, they, they marry two or three times because they still taking them with them. Mm. So God says, look, it, 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 he gives you the blueprint. Work work on these things, and if you use my principles, it'll be okay. It won't be perfect because, again, no no human is perfect, mm. but it'll be okay. Just do it my way. So his way is always better. Yeah. It's not always as easy because it's right because mm. we are not perfect. Yeah. But the marriage and the way he set it up is. Mm -hmm. I think. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. And so, when when you say that somebody who's not in the church or have a relationship with Christ who don't study the Bible, and they're saying, "Well, we're going to try this out," remember in First Corinthians chapter two, he's it says, "The man without the Spirit cannot understand the things of God." Mm -hmm. So you're trying to apply a biblical principle to the a person who doesn't have a relationship with him. So number one, not only uh, living together is not scriptural having sexual relationships is not scriptural mm -hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 22 give you the example of that and so when you does it, do it God's way he'll bless it because mm -hmm. you're honoring him mm -hmm. and so we have to be very careful as as marriage is God's design and just like Pastor Maiden said last week you should marry today, today. Mm -hmm. you don't date to marry you Married today, and so keeping that in line with God, He'll bless you in it because you're honoring Him. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think, it, I mean, we can speak from experience. We're not married, but we're about to be. But from the four years we've been together, there was a shift in our relationship completely, and it was when we both started to focus on our individual relationships with God. Mm-hmm. And in our relationships did basically a, at least a 180 at that, like, specific moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just those principles, like, like, if you're in a disagreement and you go back on biblical principles of, like, compassion and gentle tongue and, and those types of things, like, we started to apply those to our disagreements. And then they were nowhere near as heated as they used to be. And we could get to the point faster and we could understand the other person better. And so I just feel like after applying the biblical principles to ourselves mm-hmm. individually, it had brought our relationship together. I, th- and I think one something that helped for us to be 100% transparent is that Ayla and I don't have sex. Yeah, we don't. And I know I told tell my friends that, like, what do you mean? But I think it, it, it forced us forced us to like focus on each other. You know, uh, I have friends who you know, have no problem having sex, and that's the only thing they really look forward to. And you don't really, I feel like you don't really get to know the person if every time you come home, that's the only thing that you're expecting. They're not really having a conversation; they're just having you know sex. And I think that's what really they really helped us too is that yeah. we didn't have that well it, you know because we had the conversation i took taking you to deuteronomy 20 chapter 22 mm-hmm. and talked about that and gave you the principles but see i can lay the foundation to it but i can't make you accept it mm-hmm. i can't you know assure i can be with you all the time and say hey don't do this and do that I mean, we have certain conversations you mm-hmm. and i and that's what it starts because we have a communication because i'm your dad mm-hmm. i want the best for you and and for me being grounded, it's important for the fact that heaven is at stake, you know, and God will judge me if I don't lay the foundation. Now, you may be ticked off at me. You may not like You may stop talking to me, but I still have to be bound by God's word. Mm-hmm. And even in, in, in my marriage, I have to understand and make a point that I have to protect certain entities from entering our house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, where spiritually, where, where emotionally, I have to be lay the foundation for that and mm-hmm. stop that entity that may break us up, that may damage the relationship because that's Satan goes. Because if he damaged the marriage, yeah. he's marring what the church looks like. So I have a question for both of you guys, and I guess Ayla too is, we all have a call and we have things that God are telling us to do. What if our spouse, not saying that this is me and Ayla, this is just a conversation is not on the same page so like you know that you have to do something but your spouse is like oh why do you have to do that how do you deal with that well you know jesus said you know uh you know hate your your mother your father your sister your brother you know it's matthew chapter 10 i think and again i i don't again one thing i don't do i don't because i think i think obviously these are very good questions is to make these things are easy. Mm-hmm. They're not always easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason marriage is so difficult or challenging is because one of the things you just pointed out, marriage is challenging because both people have to be doing, I can show you scripture after scripture about um, how things are supposed to go. Well, you say, yeah. well, if that's the case, why do my marriages have the challenges of 50% divorce? Mm-hmm. Well, it's very simple is that if I read something in Ephesians, God 
is assuming I've done what was in Corinthians. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I get to Ephesians, he's assuming that that's already been done. Yeah. So the, the challenge is that I didn't do that, what was in Corinthians. Mm -hmm. So I get to Ephesians and it looks weird. Mm -hmm. But God is consuming because it's all, it's all one book. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all millennial. It's, it's, it doesn't stop and you can just pick and choose. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to the question is because sometimes spiritually, People are not on the same page at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. That's the challenge in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the when James said when the selfishness comes in, and when I want or when I think I'm not appreciated, and all those things come in, mm -hmm. those brings the challenges because you think like this: if I'm by myself, then I only got to deal with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not even talking about children yet. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> so so now you've got two people who are trying to um, resemble God and they're not spiritually at the same. Maybe you're having problems yeah, okay. with the job. Maybe there's some health issues going mm -hmm. on. So these are challenges that bring, come into the marriage that make it, make it difficult. Because again, once you get married, um, when Jesus said, he said in Matthew 8, he said, when two or three are gathered in my name. So unity is the fire, is the brand that keeps things going. Mm -hmm. And that's and again back to talking about it, mm -hmm. and and praying about it, and and studying together and trying to do things together, um, and doing that on a consistent basis. It's, it's a challenge, but I'm just saying when when that doesn't happen on a consistent basis, that's what brings the challenges in. Mm -hmm. So is there okay? With that being said, I guess because my next question was going to be. Um, is there a point where you could be too involved in your ministry where it neglects your spouse and it neglects your kids? But is it more that, more or less that it's not, I'm too involved into my ministry, it's the fact that the other person may not be Including. on my spiritual level, I guess. Mm. Like, we may not be spiritually it could equal. Be. Yeah, because yeah. that's what he, uh, Paul talked about in First Corinthians chapter 7. You know, he said, if you're single, you know, you wish that everybody can be that you can have time to yeah. devote to that but when you marry your time is split I still I can't be in, in the men's Bible study I can't be teaching a class I can't be on the prayer team I can't do evangelism too because why I have a family mm -hmm. you know I can't neglect them for the word even though when you look at the disciples when, when Christ said you know follow me they, they left the occupation and their family you know, Paul was married. I mean, not Paul. Peter was married, you know, mm -hmm. in doing ministry. But you have to understand there's a balance. Yeah, the balance. Uh, uh, Ecclesiastes talk about a, a wise man keeps everything balanced. He doesn't go to extremes. Mm -hmm. Very verse that I, I hold dear to me. That, mm -hmm. um, And it is, again, again, we're talking about why we have this because we're talking about, uh, bless you guys, you're talking about these things. Mm -hmm. And it is a challenge because every day, becomes another challenge in terms of balancing life. Uh, uh, one of the areas is finances. Uh, back to what you call me, like one person mm -hmm. gives is tithing, and, and I've seen this a lot in church. And up, we're like, giving all that money. They're looking at the check. Like, around there in my Cadillac. Wait a minute, fix that light. You're giving all the money. Um, but God says, give what you have, not what you don't have. But that's just one of the areas that can be a challenge in terms of the principle, spiritual principle of giving, and the other spouse doesn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. 
you know. So, so, um, but, but working at it and seeing one of the things God will do, this is what he'll do. He'll show you the principles work. Mm -hmm. He will show you. And if the other, if the other spouse can see those things and the benefits, and I'm always, I'm one on benefits. I think people <laughs> function on benefits. Yeah. They do. Um, one another one of the things I say all the time is that there's three things basically the reason why we do everything. One is love, one is consequences, and the other one is benefits. Mm -hmm. Everything we do, everything is based on one of those three principles. Consequences is, I don't like, I just got my sticker for my car. It's $62, I remember when it was 30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to get it. Why do I get it? Saying you pull over. <laughs> I think that's the same thing, though, like, when you gain your relationship with God, and, well, at least this has been on my journey, is that you start reading, and before you gain a relationship, you're like, oh, why can't we do this? Why can't we do this? Why can't we do this? What is, like, the benefit of not doing it? Mm -hmm. And why is it a rule to not have, like, be able mm -hmm. to do those things? And then, But when you start gaining a relationship and you read more and you learn about the character of God, you understand that it's still for your benefit. Mm -hmm. I think, the reason why he doesn't want you to do these things are still for your benefit, not just because he doesn't want you to do it. Very them. good point, yeah. 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 Very, th very good point. I think back on, like, where I'm growing up and my parents are like, oh, don't, like... Uh, I'm just gonna use an example. Uh, don't D, don't go up in that attic. Man, why I wanna go up there? I wanna play on the guy. I got all these ideas on. Don't go up in the attic. But up in the attic, there's no f like flooring. It's just the insulation. So yeah. if I step on the insulation, I'm going through the house. But in my mind, in that moment, I'm like, there's no reason for me not to go up there. But they understand that there could be major consequences to me same, going up yeah, there. Yeah, and it's the same with. A relationship with God even like we're talking about marriage and like what to do before marriage and he said we don't have sex and we don't and that was a choice that we both made together spiritually to mm -hmm. not do that um, but you know from past experience and from other people and just seeing the hurt that can come from sexual relations with multiple partners um, to the individual but also going into a future relationship and the toil that has on that that new partner of how many people they've been with what like just the if they don't especially if they don't have a relationship with Christ and their value doesn't come from Christ um, they try to find value in that person and they may feel devalued they may start to have insecurities creep in because they don't have that relationship and it's a it's a very good point and the point you make is that these things they, they don't if you don't deal with them uh, most of Hollywood and uh, they have all have psychiatrists mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but you idolize them and you, yeah. you and, and um, um, therapists, most atheists, reach, you know, they committed suicide. Yet hundreds of people followed them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God is saying, if you do things my way, it won't be a hundred percent. He says, I'll show you that there's benefits in doing them my way. Yeah, and there can be peace with you know, just like a constant joy. I don't think it's like promising that you're never going to have something bad happen, but that there's always somebody to lean on. And if you don't do those things, you have more peace. There's not so many valleys there. Um, that's just my own personal experience, but I've also seen it through other people. Yeah. I can tell you that through the rough times, the challenges, our marriage strengthened. You know, everybody said, oh, we're compatible, we think the same, we do all that. 
but it's the valley times that do it. And to make a difference for me is when I move beyond just reading the scripture and start studying it. Yeah. Studying what was going on at that time. Why was it going on? How can I apply that today? Because a lot of times we read or study the scriptures in 21st century methodology or thinking. Yeah. You have to think back what was going on then yeah. and how do you apply it now? And that made a huge difference for yeah. me. Because, you know, everybody's read the verse in Ephesians, wives submit yourselves to your husband. Mm-hmm. Well, in the very verse before that, it says submit one to, to another. another. Yeah, they leave you that know? Out. And, and you hear guys who don't have a relationship with Christ quoting that verse. And I'm like, man, they ain't talking about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we went for a minute on this one. <laughs> we're out about we're almost at 50 minutes Mr. Crump I appreciate you coming on I I asked, I, I learned a lot on this on this episode yeah I did too I learned a lot um any um I think one of my major takeaways from this episode is the, um you gotta plan for the things that you're not necessarily ready for and I think that's really gonna be deep when it comes to finances, finances. yeah and then um also um remembering that Ayla's not going to think the same way that I think with everything. So just being able to understand and, and adapt, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ad- ad- adaptation in life can be fun. Um, one of the things I do, I like now, I like to fix things. I'm a little lightweight handyman. Mm-hmm. And I find, I find it very gratifying to solve things. So... Everything that in, in, the, in the book of James, it tells us that, that you know, hardship produces character mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't always look at something and we see a negative. It's not negative. It's God has said, okay, this is going to help you. This is going to prepare you down the road. This is going to harden you. Mm-hmm. If you ever look at a construction worker who works base bricks, his hands are just hard. They're just, they're just, you know, but that enables him to just take those bricks and deal with them and he's you know because he couldn't have soft hands in his profession Mm -hmm. so um i see the benefit now of sometimes things not going well and then solving them and then and then especially when you do it together uh, there there's just it's just unexplainable the the joy that comes from accumulating and working together and um, uh, seeing the seeing the benefits of it Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And God created it. One of the things I always tell the guys in Bible study, when he said, I don't like, I don't like when the world takes the things that God has given us and then use them, the things that he's given the church. Unity is from God. And there's power. They're, they're, a, a married couple working together is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they're literally unstoppable, what you can do together. That's what God did he produced that um one other thing i want to since you did finances i want to bring this out because i'm gonna you can make copies of this and take pictures of okay okay these two books you got that one because i think i gave you You got this one i'm not sure um yeah because you this is my passion right Mm -hmm. you you have to understand the system you're in Mm mm-hmm a lot of times when people complain or you know they don't understand how the system works mm-hmm. so these are old they've probably been uh, updated 
but their basic understanding of financial principles. Mm -hmm. And because you don't understand them, they're not gonna change. Mm -hmm. So it, I would say that one of the things America couples can do is sit down and understand the big, how, how does money work? What is money? Yeah. How does it work? And when you understand some basic principles, things become easier as to what happens and how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. and, and even planning, when I understand the system that I'm living in, I can plan better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And for everybody out there, the books he's talking about is the Wall Street Journal, Guide to Understanding Money and Investing, and Guide to Understanding Personal Finance. Mm -hmm. Boom. <laughs> Mr. Crumb, once again, we thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, for you guys that's listening, okay, I want you guys to message us with um, some takeaways. We get a few DMs each episode, people talking about what they listened, what they took away from it. But um, message us with some takeaways. And also, go to our website, www.nonegations.com. Um, we're starting, we just got done with our rebranding period. We're starting into the one-on-one and group with uh, the one-on-one -on -one life coaching and, and group meetings and stuff like that. So to be involved in that, head over to our website, www.nonegations.com and, you know, get your session today. But until next time. Hey, let's do it. Wait, question. When did we start entertaining our names at the end? Is that I new? don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh, well. We already asked the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Daryl D. Yeah. DS Ninja. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>